Hello, hello, wild web world. Let me get my camera here in my not so high tech equipment going here. We are live and uh, we are spooling an audience. So welcome to C-Squad uh, Racing Show, the live version. We're gonna be here tonight with South Dakota Midwest Modified Racer, Tony Canole, Canole excuse me. And, um, but uh, while we spool up an audience, it's ever growing. Hi there, Lane and Jeremy and Lindsay and um, everybody else. Can you, is the sound coming through loud and clear? The uh, C-Squad Racing Show is sponsored by Redheaded Rebel Brew Coffee Fuel for the entrepreneur, the game changer, the rule breaker and rebel, uh, gourmet coffee, um, free gift notes with that, as well as Weir's machine that makes trick stuff for race cars. And i um, glad to hear you can hear me, everyone. So um, to give a quick rundown of uh, my weekend, which has been kind of customary, we went to Madison Speedway Friday night and we raced at 45 degree weather. Um, I think I went like eighth to fourth in the heat, which put me into a pole of a B main of which I finished third by a hair as I led a little bit and then got past, um, uh, and I was in second and then, uh, Vandy camp, another gentleman, I one X car almost uh, passed me at the line. We started 23rd and it felt like I passed a hundred cars, but we only finished 20, we finished 20th. And a few people fell out, so I may not have passed anyone. The next night, we got a little more luckier with the draw. Drew through thir three, third, and one heat. Um, drew outside pole, and then um, led for a little bit, and then got passed by Cole Searing, like I was on jack stands. Well, I think we he kind of slowed up so we could race side by side a couple of laps, and then he gave me the nod, and then he was gone. And then uh, Vandy Camp passed me the line. We got third. And then we went to one of our home tracks, Cheyenne River, for the Ballot Boneyard, and drew sixth. I uh, started sixth in the heat, finished third, drew pole. And it was a nice little line attraction on the bottom that I got into first and stayed there for 20 straight laps. The real notes in one, so it was really cool getting the 16th win of the year. And uh, I think it. Moved us up in points, but who's counting, right? Uh, no, I think uh, we might have squeaked it into fourth place, one ahead of Wheeler. So we got two more weekends of racing for the Wasota folks. Uh, you got Viking Speedway and the big old half mile, which I hope to be at again since I've got, you know, three nights of 45 degree weather weight racing in. Uh, I'll be ready for. And of course, you got Ogilvy, the other fall classic for people who. Um, Want to go to Ogilvy? They'll be racing two nights, Friday, Saturday, and then the following weekend is like the Battle at the Border in Superior, which I've never been to. If we do go to it, it'd be our 26th track of the year. Anyway, enough about me. We've got an audience built, so let's get into uh, our guest tonight. Uh, welcome, Tony Canole. Are you? Hey, hey Tony. Thanks for uh, joining us. So, uh, for for folks that don't know, Tony's from Clear Lake, South Dakota. And he currently races a Midwest Mod, and uh, he's raced some other things. So, Tony, for people who uh, uh, haven't yet met you or may not know you that well, how about a quick 101 on who is Tony Canole? 
Well, I, uh, I'm an electrician. I own an electrical company, a contracting company, and I have three kids. Um, just kind of a regular guy. I mean, we, we just, uh, racing's kind of our, you know, it's like our vacation, I guess, all summer long. And it was eat, breathe, and sleep racing, so. Oh, awesome. So you're a second generation racer. Right. Yep. My dad raced and my uncle raced. Oh yeah. What'd they race? Um, my dad raced pretty well everything. Um, and that's kind of what got me started in racing was my dad to fulfill his dream to race sprint cars. That was the only thing he hadn't raced. And so when, when I was, I think 13 or 14 years old, we got two sprint cars. Oh, wow. You don't see that in the garage every day. Oh, it was, uh, probably to this day, still the biggest rush I've ever had racing was driving a sprint car. Oh, wow. So you you've driven a sprint car. The, the, uh, uh, wing, full wings or wingless or? I have drove them both ways. We, we had a racetrack at my dad's. I drove them with a wing on and I raced at I-90 Speedway with the wing as off. And I wanted to race at that time. Sprint cars were with soda sanctioned. And I wasn't old enough to race sprint cars, so I didn't get to race them around here. Oh, okay. So, um, wow. So anyone who, in my book, anyone who's raced the sprint cars is like one level crazier than most. So, uh, for what's it like to drive a sprint car? Just out of curiosity. Uh, it's, it's pretty wild. It's, it is crazy. It's, uh, I did it before I had any fear of anything. <laughs> but to strap back into one right now it's it's a different different feeling than what we get racing a, a b mod or a street stock or a pier stock or something it's uh they race totally different than anything that we drive now from a spectator's standpoint it looks like like controlled chaos you you don't have much control of them at all it's all you drive them with your feet the steering wheel is pretty well there just to hang on to <laughs> All right, so t let's tell tell us about your, so you're an electrician and you're married, you got some uh, three kids, and so how long have you been racing the Midwest Modified? Um, I started racing B-Mods in 2010, so about eight years now. Eight years? And yep. what, um, and you've had a pretty good season this year, you're in the top 10 in national points, uh, I believe, I haven't uh, looked uh real close lately but you're you've been racing uh a fair amount winning how how many wins you got this year oh, we got eight wins this year eight wins awesome yep. the uh what what uh how many tra different tracks you've been to i know i'd seen you had a win in casper uh speedway that was pretty cool yeah we went out to casper raced there twice uh raced at gillette a couple times rapid city um, Aberdeen, Watertown, Madison, um, I think that's about it that we've been to this year. Yeah, the, I, I seen, I was there the night you won, uh, um, I was racing the Stampede the first night, but the second night I watched you win and just smoke them when, uh, there in uh, Watertown on the bottom there, you were really hooked up. I like, I really like around the bottom, I, if I can get to the bottom, that's where I feel comfortable at. What, uh, what else uh, have, have you raised? Have you raised 
uh, you've done a wingless sprint, and so then, um, any other kind of race cars? Yeah, from a wingless sprint, I went to a pier stock because my mom kind of put a stop to the <laughs> she thought. So uh, I raced a pier stock for a year, and then street stock I raced for, oh, probably six or seven years, I think. Oh, awesome. And so what's it from a pier stock to a Midwest mod? What's the difference? Um, quite a bit. There's, I don't know. I, the B mod I feel is more fun in a B mod than a street stock. I guess I, I think they're funner to drive. They're, mm -hmm. they're harder to drive. I think to a certain extent, um, they're easier to work on. I'd rather work on a B mod than a street stock any day. Yeah, I agree with you there. I, my first two years, I guess I drove street stock. And then, uh, once I jumped in a Midwest mod, I thought, yeah, I like this a lot better. Not that, I mean, I love watching streets, but boy, that's, uh, some skill there to wheel one of those things, in my opinion, that I never had. But, uh, although there's a part of me that wouldn't mind now after racing a Midwest mod for nine years of trying a street just to see, you know, my last two nights racing, a, I had a B mod and a street at the same time. My last two nights, Spencer Johnson let me borrow his wheel. I'd raced two, and he had like this huge wheel and a street stock, and it was like night and day difference. It's like, guys, what are you telling me this two years ago? But um, anyway. Um, you're, so you're, when you got into the Midwest mods, was that when it was the open suspension or whatever? Yeah, I got to run one year with the open suspension. And then after that, uh, the rules changed to the three link deal. What, what's your thoughts on that on, uh, should B mod just be three link and keep it that way? Or would you like a little more open or a little more adjustability? I would, I like the three link deal. I think it's a good way for new guys to be able to compete fairly quickly and not have to learn the suspension part of it but i would like to see it opened up a little bit where we don't have the five degree rule can you uh repeat that last part tony the might have a smurf in the internet connection here i'd, I'd like to see them open up the five degree rule on our suspension with the bars, so a guy could adjust the bars a little bit. Yeah. Um, cool. Other than I, I kind of, I don't mind the three link deal. It's it's fairly forgiving. You don't have to be. It seems like you can be off a little bit and still be fairly competitive. You don't have to hit it on the nose every night. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, certainly. Um, I think it's a little bit easier kind of setup to run than a four link in my opinion anyway. Um, what Do you have any uh, pre-race rituals that you do when, before you get ready to race? Um, I guess the only thing we do, we kind of get in the car the same every night and my, my buddy Austin is always there to help me strap in and, and gives me a fist bump before every race. And then my kids give me a thumbs up and a number <laughs> one before I go out every time. No matter where we start, if it's 25th or the pole, I get a number one every night. So. Oh yeah, that's awesome. Um, the um, at your um, the tracks you've been to so far this year, which ones kind of any tracks that are your favorite that you really like racing? I I really like racing in Madison. 
I like it when it slicks off and gets smooth and, and clean from top to bottom. Um, I also, I like going to Watertown. It's kind of a, one of those tracks you kind of hate it and you kind of love it at the same time. And always been that way. And But I grew up and learned how to drive on a quarter mile bouldering and, and that's the reason I like going there. Mm-hmm. Um. Out west, too, to some of those tracks, you know, that they always they were slick from hot laps, were slick. <laughs> yeah, I'm guessing that would be uh, definitely probably Gillette and Casper. Right. Um, the uh, the uh, so you got eight wins this year, you've been to tracks in South Dakota, Minnesota, Wyoming. Um, what what's the uh, coolest race you've been in this year tell us a little bit about one of your wins or or uh it one of the you know um i think the coolest race is i don't know i won a couple races in watertown starting 10th i think and i don't know that's kind of fun to fun to race there and come from the back like that because there's so many heavy hitters in Watertown that could win every night. Right. Yeah, no doubt. So weaving in and out of traffic on that small, uh, small little track, it can be, uh, well, the first time I was there this year, I can't remember where I started, but I think I started probably like 15, felt like I passed 35 cars and finished like 13th or something. But I mean, it just, it's so tight. You're always in traffic. You're, um, I'm guessing, do you get to laugh, you know, in the, some of your wins, have you gotten into laugh traffic then pretty quickly? Yeah, it happens there pretty quickly to, with being, the, it's a 20 lap race and it is really short and, uh, get to lap traffic pretty quick sometimes. And I know the last night there we got into lap traffic and I think I've watched it a few times and, and, uh, the lap traffic helped me out. That's for sure. Um, you know, I, I think Mike was making up maybe a little ground on the top there and the lap traffic kind of put a stop for that. So, yeah. Yeah. The, so on the lap traffic, are you, that the lap traffic should get the blue and yellow flag or not get the blue and yellow flag? What's your opinion on that? I think they should not give the blue and yellow flag. I feel that when the lap traffic sees that it gets them kind of flustered or nervous about the leaders coming and they tend to change their line or do something erratic right in front of you well we've been watching for you know when we're coming up on lap traffic and you've been watching where they've been racing you you kind of trying to figure out where you're going to pass them especially if you're on a one-lane track or how you're going to make it happen and if they change right in front of you it can really move things up yeah, no doubt. Um, the uh, I'm I'm with you there too. I from when I was a newer person, not that I haven't been in lap traffic since, but when I was newer, I certainly got the lap traffic sign a little bit more. But I always be like panic, trying to hold my line, um, and uh, from my experience of racing through lap traffic, it seems like well, well, one of my wins this year was uh, at, at Lisbon earlier in the year and I'd pass or was in the lap traffic on the bottom 
and Ranky was reeling me in on the high side, but as I would pass these guys, then they'd go to the high side, and one of them eventually put Ranky into the wall, trying to get out of my way, where I think sometimes um, when they get that flag, it makes them panic, so I'd rather them not get the flag too, so. Um, hey, a quick, um, what's your thoughts on, um, that you would have for say someone who's a new driver, whether it's to a Midwest mod or any racing class, if they're kind of new, any tips you'd have for the, to the, uh, young Tony Canole rookie racer that you would pass on to someone? The biggest thing I think is guys in thinking they're going to come out and win right away and, and want to go full bore before they actually learn their cars or learn how it feels to be on the racetrack. I think the biggest thing is, is don't be ashamed of taking the back for a couple nights, things out, getting in touch with your car before you try and pass somebody. That'd be my biggest advice is, you know, learn your car, learn how it feels on the track, get feel of it before you try and pass somebody. Just, you know, follow somebody that you can trust or that you want to learn from and, and learn how to drive your car on the track before you try and pass cars and cause. Yep. That's some uh, good, uh, good tips for the new driver. What, um, what do you do to kind of keep a good attitude when things go sideways? Obviously racers have mechanical issues sometimes and have stuff calls go against you that look like they, uh, shouldn't have, et cetera, et cetera. How do you, what do you do to kind of keep a positive attitude? Um, well, uh, as I get older, my temper gets better and not as bad as <laughs> pretty hothead, but, um, usually I can look to my wife and she kind of calms me down. That's out of it to, to stay calm. And you just, she just kind of gives you that look and you know, you better not do something long night. So, yeah, he helps out with that. Uh, my pit guys, they try and keep me positive when we wreck and stuff. I get, I get pretty down. I'm really competitive, and and when things don't go our way, I I tend to get kind of down. And, and my pit guys kind of keep me going, and and then uh, also my kids, they they love the racing, and and you remember that you're there, and they see everything that you're doing, and and think in the back of your mind that you want to be a role model for how you want them to race someday or how you want them to treat other people as. Can you uh, repeat that part? We're losing you again, Tony, on the speaker or on the mic. I, I just want, you know, I keep in the back of my mind that my kids are there watching. They, they are like a sponge. They, they see everything and they hear everything. Um, you got to rem remember that, you know, you don't want to go do something that you wouldn't want your kids to do to somebody or, or act like, you know, uh, things get kind of heated once in a while and you just kind of got to calm down and think about it and uh, remember that you want to be a good role model for the young kids and, and not just my kids, for anybody's kids that are there or the fans or sitting in the stand. You, know, you, you got to remember that there's other people watching, not just not just what you think in your head. Yeah, that's some great, uh, great, great insight, Tony. I, uh, 
I, um, yeah, some great insight. Um, what, uh, I, I'm going to do a quick this or that with you on, uh, do you race for points or race for wins? I'm always racing to win. And then slick or hammer down? Slick for sure. Slick, all right. Passing point, and for lineups, do you prefer passing points or point average? Um, I, I wish they'd go more passing point shows in, instead of the point average deal. Um, how about bull ring or half mile? Bull ring. Bull ring. Um, ditch or high side? I love the ditch. What's your uh, most wanted win? Uh, I don't know. I've never really thought of that. I, guess. I, I would probably be some special that we go to in the winter or something down south or a, a different sanctioning body with different rules. It'd be kind of fun to go and, and pick a win off at something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, speaking of that, you raced, you went down south and raced an IMC Sport Mod for a week or so or a weekend? Yep, we went to Las Vegas a few years back and raced the duel in the desert. Did you win at the track or at the casino or neither? Um, I won at the track a couple, a heat race or I think I won a heat race and, and ended up getting eighth in the feature. Oh, that's awesome for a guy. Uh, what do you think? What? So if a Wasota Midwest Mod guy wanted to race an IMC Sport Mod, any tips there? What was it like? Was it difficult to transition to a little harder tires? Um, yeah, that was kind of the fun part. I got I bought some like two or three year old tires and come <laughs> on and went racing. It was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. uh, I don't know. There's there's quite a bit of difference there. Uh, we had to do some stuff to the motor to make it legal different transmissions. The suspension is different, but uh, the rules are more open as far as their bars and, and where you can put your shocks and that stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, so I don't know. It was, it was a fun experience, I guess. I was, I want to go and that's for sure. Did you use the same car you have now and just do the adjustments before you went down south? At that time, I was racing a, a BMS, which is an IMCA chassis anyway. So we had it all changed over for Wasota. And so we had all the mounts and everything on that car to go IMCA. So it was, that was probably the easier part of it because that car was built for that. Yeah. Uh, very cool. Um, are you, any plans to do some racing this winter? Uh, we actually were about three clicks on the computer away from booking our rooms to go back to Vegas and race this year. But I have since then gotten a ton of work to do and a bunch of bids went through that I uh, put in. And so I just, I'm not going to be able to take a week off to go. To... Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you gotta uh, take care of the, gotta make hay when the sun's on. Hey, quick question about electricity. Is there a quick way to explain the difference between AC and DC? Um, AC stands for alternating current, which actually like your light bulbs and stuff, they're flashing 60 times a second. And that's why in the United States we're 60 Hertz. So that's how many times that the current is going from the breaker out to the wherever, whatever you got plugged in light or whatever and back. It, all the time 60 times a second and the DC current is there's always current running on your positive lead 
Oh, so yeah. DC so, is direct current. Direct current. Okay, cool. Um, so if someone has a, an electrical problem at the track, should they come see you? Um, I've you... actually fixed a few things at racetracks before to get the show going. Oh yeah, a few lights. Have you? Were you the guy who got the lights back on when they go out? Yeah, I've done that at Watertown and uh, in Madison before. I've helped with the light going out or or other issues there. And uh, if you have electrical problems on your cars, I'm not really. <laughs> <dead>. so, <laughs> yeah, the uh, yeah, I had a electrical anyway. Um. Always keep, my racing tip that I forgot to mention is always keep fire extinguishers in your trailer and in your shop because you never know when the alternator uh, alternator uh, wire may arc onto your intake that has gas on it and go woof and you have a shop fire and um, have to put it out because that just happened last week at, at my shop um, and uh, it was a weird kind of deal the alternator was wire was rubbing against the, the water pressure fitting and it rubbed a little hole in it and arced right at the wrong time and caught on fire and we were all scrambling but we got about eight fire extinguishers in the shop and a couple of them went all over the car and uh, put it out nobody got hurt so that's a good thing but anyway um, so, um, quick sponsor break on a uh, Weir's machine. Do you use Weir's machine, any Weir's machine products on your car, Tony? Yeah, we use a lot of Weir's machine stuff. Oh yeah. Do you use it like their, uh, any particular product that you, uh, think is pretty cool that they make? Um, I use the trailing arms and I use the, the three link brackets, the double shear brackets, um, the spring cups that you can take out. Um, I don't know. We use quite a bit of wear stuff on our cars. Yeah, me too. They make trick stuff for race cars. You can go to wearsmachine.com or check them out on Facebook. Um, let them know that the sweet C squad crew sent you. Um, couple of more things before we, uh, sign off. How's your, uh, so good season this year? Is it a normal season? Great season for you? I would say it's been a, pretty good season we had a probably a month in the middle of the year that was kind of tough on us we had some steering issues and and we're fighting a ill handling race car for a while but we got things turned around and it's been good since then oh yeah what was up with the steering was it a steering box or what well i replaced the uh sweet box i replaced this the pump replaced the lines we replaced everything you could think of probably twice and then i put another steering actually i stole the steering pump off of my sister's street stock and and all right now <laughs> steering pump off of off of her car yep oh yeah so you got a sister that races too that's cool any other family members race oh uh, my brother used to race street stocks here a couple of years ago oh yeah cool cool so can you, is your, are you faster than your sister or your sister faster than you? Or you never figured it out? Well, that's probably a whole nother story. <laughs> okay. So do you keep uh, a little, uh, uh, something in the shop that, uh, never mind. 
We'll let the sibling stuff go there for a minute. Um, any big shows you're looking forward to? Are you are you are you done racing this year? You still got a few more shows. Um, I think we're done for the year. Um, I just have so much work to get caught up on, and and everything's kind of piling up here as far as work goes. We're a bunch of bunch of projects that are going to be taken off at the same time, and so we're just kind of. We're gonna call it a year and, and leave it at that. Okay. Um, the uh, when you're racing, do you talk to yourself? Yeah, I do. Oh yeah. What what do you tell tell me? What does Tony say to himself? Uh, usually, I'm pretty quiet, except for like the last lap or something. You, especially when I'm out if we're out front, I'm kind of talking myself through the last lap to, okay, you got to lift now. <laughs> you know just be smooth hit the mark and you know if you hit it oh that was a good corner good corner or, or you know and just kind of stuff like that and I talked to myself on cautions or probably more yelling at my pit guys trying to get them to tell me what I want them to tell me but mm -hmm. do your uh, pit guys coach you or give you feedback yeah on cautions they do um they kind of tell me I don't know. I don't really know what they tell me. I guess I we kind of got a we've been together for so long that we kind of understand what each other's saying, and and uh, it helps. It's mm -hmm. it's to know, you know, if they see something different or, you know, and I can kind of give them hand signals, and they kind of know what I'm wondering too. So, mm -hmm. very cool. Um, anything um, that you've seen it a track that you've experienced that you thought was really cool that you think more tracks should do? I think it's cool that uh, some tracks come and interview you after you win. I think it's, uh, you get that, the fans get to see that raw emotion of a, of a guy that's just won or, or a girl or whatever it may be. Um, you get to see how excited we are to win. Even after we've won umpteen times, you still get that feeling of excitement and joy. And, and, uh, it's good for, for us to get to talk about our sponsors and to thank people that we need to thank. And, and, um, I'd like to see more tracks do that. Yeah. I like it when they uh, do that too. I think it helps connect fans to drivers and, and um, oftentimes um, someone might, even myself, I might know someone's car, but I've never actually met the gal or, girl, a gal or guy that drives it because, um, for, I mean, for whatever reason. But, um, so I always like it when they do interviews, either before or after. Um, so yeah, that's really cool when tracks do, do that. Um, who who are the people and partners that help your racing team? Well, I uh, I put a list together because I didn't want to forget anybody here because without the sponsors, it, it'd be pretty hard to to make it happen every year and race as hard as we do. Um, so, Hair and Company, um, Conal Farms, Countryside Auto Body, Magic Mile Casino Laundry and Car Wash, Track Stands. Long Arm Quilting and Embroidery by Karen, ABG Egg Service, S-Line Rodeo, Jackrabbit Tire, Burt Bike Egg, K-1000 
Casey Bossert Motorsports, Taylor Automotive, Toronto Cafe and Lounge, Dirty Tees, PCA, Shop, Ponald Electric, The Realty Team, um, Sheehan Trailers, Cutting Edge Window Tint, and um, War Shocks by CDR, and Adams Automotive Race Engines. Very cool. Um, so if there was an intro song, if you were racing dirt in December and you were being introduced, what would be your intro song? Um, probably sorry, not sorry from Demi Lovato. All right. Sounds good. Hey, um, before we sign off, uh, for the folks watching, uh, any questions, I'm going to do a good job and actually, uh, if, if you have a question for Tony, Put it, ask it right now, and I'll ask Tony before we sign off. Uh, next week, C-Squad Live will be on Tuesday night at 7.30 uh, p.m. because football is Monday night, and it never pays to compete with football unless you're a football team. Um, but anyway, uh, so if anybody has any questions, um, hey, Dylan, Nick, uh, Jeff. Um, so... Um, Anybody got questions? We haven't paused out here, or maybe my little thing has. Um, so rank in order of importance, Tony. If you have, you got the race car, you got the driver, you got the motor. What is like most important? Um, kind of a, I don't, I, it's kind of a combination of a lot of all those. I mean, you got to have. You got to have a decent car, you have good equipment. You got to have a, a you got to have a good motor to pull you around, and but you also need to be able to drive too. That, you know, your car could be off a little bit, and if you can adapt to the track or adapt to how things are or change how you're driving, you can make a off race car pretty quick sometimes. Um, I got a quick question for you from uh, Jason Marco. Who's your biggest on-the-track rival? Uh, I don't know. There's a rival. Probably, probably Scott Hansen. Okay, and you rate, he's someone you race week in, week out at a lot of tracks? Yeah, we race against each other pretty well every night. Oh, every yeah. Every goes, so. Um, yep, yeah, it seems like, um, is there any particular driver you really like racing against, like that stands out to you that, hey, I love going side by side with this guy? I like racing with uh, Tim Canton. Um, I've become really good friends with Tim and, and I like racing with him. Um, Lauren Johnson's fun to race with. Um, Dan Wheeler's fun to race with when he comes around. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, I like racing with you when you come around. It's it's fun. Yeah, the uh, it's always fun uh, having some. Uh, although most of the time this year that you and I have raced, it's me looking at your the rear of your car as you pass me. But uh, anyway, um, so uh, but I guess we have gotten a few laps uh, together side by side. Um, before we um, sign off here. Uh, there's something that popped in my mind and it left my mind. And so, but I want to ask it and it was something, um, 
Oh, what kind of race car you you mentioned your uh, your race car? What kind of car are you driving now? Is it a secret or is it? Oh, I uh, I have a Dirt Nymph chassis. Um, Lyndon Johnson builds them down by Sioux Falls or Montrose is where he's from. Oh, okay, very cool. So kind of a South Dakota built car, and and then yep. uh, how do you learn uh, more about suspension? Like, how do you get? How do you improve yourself as a racer? Last question, I promise. Um, I do, we talk a lot with our chassis builder, um, and Lyndon races himself, and then there's Tracy and Tyler Johnson, they both race, and they, so we all talk to each other, we all have different setups, we all drive different, mm. um, we bounce ideas back and forth, um, a lot of, and then there, you can learn a lot by going on the internet and Googling things like, you know, what does this bar do if you move it here, or what does this do it's it's a lot of trial and error we you know it's kind of you don't have like a huge like shaws or something like that where there's five thousand cars out there to get feedback from so we, we all kind of try things and and back and forth with each other we we uh come up with what works best for each of us oh very cool yeah i think it's always important they always keep learning and learning and trying um, well, thank you very much, Tony, for uh, coming on to the C-Squad Racing Show. Do you uh, have any tips for me as a uh, interviewer? Anything I should no, be doing uh, that I'm not or anything I should stop doing that I am? No, I think it was great. It was fun. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, so, uh, everybody, thanks for tuning in. You just heard Tony Canole uh, from Clear Lake, South Dakota, Wasota Midwest Mod Driver. Uh, share a little bit about himself and his race team and um, uh, the sponsors for the show are our uh, Redheaded Rebel Brew Coffee and Weir's Machine and uh, there's also a little link uh, in the feed for RHR Swag Cockpit Lights so you don't have to strap in the dark. Next show we'll have another kick-ass guest next um, Tuesday at 7.30 p.m. live and may even try to get two guests to make it interesting. So uh, have a safe week, and uh, remember to uh, leave it better than you found it. And until next time, smile. Thanks again, Tony. Thank you.